0: The Business Buzz Podcast The Business Buzz Buzz. Buzz. With Makiwa Mopchester-Skabaza Good day and welcome to the business bus for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on Vow FM as a voice of vids broadcasting live from our studios in Braamfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Leo Mob Justice Covers and I'll be your host for today's show. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to unpack and keep you entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now, for today, uh, before we get into our our main topic, uh, some of the week's top news um, in the economy is that electricity shortages and uh, that uh, the precarious uh, fiscal position are likely to be the biggest obstacles uh, to South Africa's recovery from uh, the current pandemic, um, the South African Reserve Bank said earlier in the week as it gave it's monetary policy review um, despite the fact that uh, the bank has been able to support the economy by lowering interest rates um, the, the 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 bank itself is actually just saying that um, load shedding which reached its worst levels in 2020 despite um, collapse in activity under the lockdown uh, remained a binding constraint uh, to the economy as according to the governor and also on top of all that uh, the just talking about the fact that uh, factors outside of the bank's control are going to be the factors such as structural reforms that will likely uh, be able to actually take the country out of the position that it is in. Um, Just an interesting story that happened this week and something um, that we will be keeping an eye on on. Now, in terms of uh, this week's show, we are going to be looking at uh, um, investing in the property market because um, one of the things that has happened during COVID-19 is that uh, some people haven't been able to hold on to their properties and prices have come down. At the same time, people have been losing income. Um, so it's what some people are calling a buyer's market, but we're going to be getting um, some explanations from our experts about what's actually going on in the, in the market. First, Uh, by giving you a micro view and then also just looking at how to specifically get into the market and talking to people that uh, can actually help you um, to invest in your own properties. So to help us to navigate the topic, we're going to be talking to um, Jabu Klaba who is uh, head of sales for Seif Properties uh, Johannesburg Central and then we'll talk to Andele Fulane who is uh, the CEO of Futurefin and Investor and they have a platform um, online uh, That's actually Helping people To invest in Property Also coming up For the next hour We're going to be Getting into the Business wrap With Zanile Kunene Giving us uh, The week's top training Business and Economics news And then we'll Get into the Buffalo index Where we tell you The state of Your 100 Rand Now remember That you can uh, Keep in touch With us On Facebook We are VioFM That's Voice of Vits And then you can Also find our Other Facebook page That is Vits Radio Academy On Twitter We're at ViaFm And then our Hashtag Hashtag business buzz. You can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za, um, and you can also find our great content on vids.journalism.co.za forward slash business. Otherwise, you can uh, turn to some of the popular platforms uh, for podcasting, such as Iono.fm, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, to listen to our previous shows. And this show will be going up shortly after our broadcast. So that's how the show is uh, looking like. Make sure you don't Turn that down. Up next, we get into the business wrap. Business wrap with Zanele Kunene. It's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the week where we give you uh, the week's top trending business and economics news. And to help us to unpack things, we are joined uh, by our financial expert, Zanele Kunene from BDO Wealth Advisors, who is a financial planner. Zanele, greetings to you. What do you have for us this week? this week
1: is an exciting week it is the financial planning week which is all aimed at raising awareness of the importance of financial planning as well as the benefits of using a certified financial planner which i am whoop whoop um so uh there's going to be quite a lot of uh Content or resources that's going to be coming out and I know quite a few um, Financial planning companies and firms are going to be offering like free consultations So do keep a lookout for that use this time Go and use those free consultations and just to get an idea on how to do your financial planning a bit better So this week, I'll be sharing three tips with you guys. So let's get into it. Tip number one delay gratification okay so i'm from the generation whereby you have to if you wanted a phone if you wanted like a blackberry or christmas gift you'd have to you know build up towards it you know in january you must already be hinting to your parents about what it is that you want and nowadays you can get everything instantly so it's quite a change a drastic change from Planning to get things to you can get it immediately and us being bombarded by sales every day doesn't also help the situation So you're going to need to have to take a proactive approach in terms of delaying that gratification So how do you do so you take a step back? You Can full you can fill your cart with as many things as you want, but don't buy it Go and buy the things that are in your cart. Give yourself 30 days to think about, do you really want those items? And are those items in line with what your goals are? You know, what are the goals that you have? What is it that you're saving for? What is your, you know, objective? What is it that you'd like to create for yourself? You know, by giving into gratification or instant gratification, you do limit um, your goals. You do limit what you can possibly achieve. So delayed. So that you're going to get the bigger prize. Tip number two manage your emotions. You know, and when I say manage your emotions, I say manage them in a healthier and a more productive manner. You know, don't just put things behind you or try to, um, you know, ignore it or just like do what you've always done. You need to respond to your emotions by recognizing, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And how am I going to respond? Because if you don't take um, an insight or if you don't look into how you are feeling and what's going on with you, you're going to fall back into your old spending patterns. And then you just go back to, you know, the whole entire cycle. So in terms of managing emotions, find out why you are feeling how you are feeling and how are you going to respond and again I say to make sure that is it is in line with your long-term goals because you don't want to you know go left when you should be going the other direction so just be very aware about managing your emotions and here I find that it's you have to limit the amount of influences you have, even though it comes from good spaces. Because for example, your mom might say, buy a car, um, or your friends might say, let's go out and celebrate uh, this weekend, but you don't have the funds to do so. And you might feel bad for not being able to tell them this or communicate this, but communicate this with them so that you don't feel bad, so that you do create that kind of relationship where it is honest and open. So. You know, manage your emotions in that sense and that will help you build a stronger relationship with your friends and family with regards to your finances. The third tip, which is my final one, is always have short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals. Because once you have outlined your short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals, it doesn't matter what's happening in the economy. Because what I find is a lot of people is like, oh, this is what's happening in the economy, The economy, you have no control on what happens there. What you do have control on is what you are doing. So make sure that you set up your short-term, medium-term, and long-term plans, and that you are aware of what's happening you know, in the economy, but that it does not determine what you do, all right? So this does go back to protecting your wealth in terms of having insurance that you need to have in your items, and also building that emergency Fund, okay, you need to build that emergency fund and limit your usage of debt, okay, because debt does steal from your future. There is good debt and there is bad debt. Good debt helps you um, build your wealth and inc- or it will help you increase your income over time. So this is like your student loans or like your student loans or buying a house. Bad debt is basically your consumer debt. You know, it's kind of like your clothing accounts and those kind of items. So you want to have good debt you do not want to have bad debt and my final just to wrap everything up together quite nicely is you need to have a broader view and what i've noticed is a lot of us have a very narrow view when it comes to our finances it's like oh i have to pay for this and that's what we focus on oh i have to do this and that's what we focus on take a step back and look at the bigger picture as to where does this item fall into the bigger picture, and once you take that perspective, you'll start. You'll be able to, you know, frame your decision making in a much better sense. So I hope these tips do help you. As I said, do check out the Financial Planning Week, uh, all the resources that are out there.
0: No, no, thank you so much, Zanella, for you know for those tips and just alerting us um to what's going on in uh, you know Financial Planning Week. Um, just as a follow up, uh, to everything that you gave, um, because I think this has been, you know, quite a, quite a trying time for everyone. And I think the, you know, the one question that people might have is to say, but Zanele, um, I feel like COVID-19, this pandemic lockdowns, etc., has really taken away my ability to effectively plan. Um, how would you go about maybe remedying that or maybe a tip on a tip?
1: so there will always be financial setbacks you know if it's not covid it's job loss it's you know there's always going to be a financial setback and as i said you always need to you know put yourself first you have to make sure that you've you you control what is in your hands okay so when i say that i mean holding your emergency savings so people who both the emergency savings when covid hit they were able to at least you know patch here and there they weren't you know distraught and you know it wasn't going too crazy for them so it's quite important that you firstly you know Build your emergency savings, put together your budget, know how, know what's happening with your finances. And I think one thing that COVID-19 showed all of us was that if you don't know what's happening with your finances, when a setback as big as a pandemic comes through, you will be in big trouble. Um, so in order to limit those kind of, limit that the impact that might have is do the basics. Put together the budget, build your emergency savings because that's what paying yourself first means. It means making sure that you are in a better position no matter what happens outside.
0: Thank you so much. That was us with our financial expert. Um, Zanele Kunene, who is from BDO Wealth Advisors, giving us some insight um, into financial planning. we giving us some tips and just ending off talking about some of the contingencies because um, something is bound to happen, whether there's COVID or not. And people should just uh, be able to either adapt or be prepared for some of those rainy days. On the other side of this, we get into the Buffalo Index. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Business Rep with Zanele Kunene. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. Bus. As we're talking about the property market in our Buffalo Index for today, where we will give you the state of your 100 Rand, we decided to go out and look for some of the top investment and property investment books um, on the market that might give people um, some insight into the market because I think a big part of investing in property is educating yourself. Now, um, one of the good things about um, investing in books when it comes to the property market is that it's relatively affordable. You know, some of the things we talk about on the Buffalo Index, we're talking thousands of buffalos, but you know, everything today is under four. buffaloes, starting with a book by uh, Brandon Turner It's called The Book on Rental Property Investing, How to Create Wealth with Intelligent Buy and Hold um, Real Estate Investing That's uh, 2.3 Buffaloes 230 Rand And one of the interesting things is that This book actually appears on a number Of uh, different lists about The best real estate investing books And then another one is By Douglas Marshall and this one Is called uh, Mastering um, The Art of Commercial Real Estate Investing, uh, How to Successfully Build Wealth and Grow Passive Income for Your Rental Properties. That one is coming in for just under two buffaloes at 190 rand. And then, uh, you know, this book, it's it's an interesting one. I didn't expect that anyone would recommend it. Um, but uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Just Under Two Buffaloes at 190 rand um, is another book that's uh, being recommended. I didn't expect this because it's not necessarily a book about in Investing. I've gone through it myself, uh, but um, it's, a, it's a very good book just around thinking about money, wealth, investing, um, that type of thing. And it does touch, you know, quite a bit around property. So, um, so it looks like a lot of people are recommending this one as a book to get. Another good one is um, a book by Gary Keller. It's called The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, and uh, that's coming in for 3.3 buffaloes. That's 330 Rand, our most expensive um, choice on the list. And then lastly, we have Ken McElroy with the ABCs of real estate investing. And very interesting about this one is that um, it seems the author is an advisor um, to Robert Kiyosaki and the whole Rich Dad um, empire um, because uh, they are affiliated in that way. And apparently, um, Robert Kiyosaki actually wrote the foreword for this book. Uh, This one might as well be two buffaloes. It's coming in at 165 rand. So that's been it. Um, in terms of the Buffalo Index, on the other side of this, we get into the main topic. The Business, business Buzz. Buzz. with Motiwa Mopchester-Gavaza. In our main topic for today, we are talking about investing in the property market. Uh, You can let us know, join in the discussion on uh, Facebook. We are VioFM, that's Voice of Vits. You can also find our other Facebook page, that is Vits Radio Academy. Um, And then on Twitter, we're at VioFM. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So to begin the show off, um, we are joined uh, by Jabu uh, Klaba, um, who is um, an award-winning sales agent specializing in sectional title uh, properties in Johannesburg Central um, with seven years experience in the industry and he's actually working now as the head of sales at CIF uh, properties in Johannesburg Central um, in Bromfontein. Uh, So Jabu, greetings to you.
2: Greetings to you and greetings to
0: the listeners. No, thank you so much for joining us uh, on today's show as we explore this to- important topic um, of investing in property. I think a good place for us to start, especially because we do have um, quite, a, quite a large uh, audience of young, young people in tertiary education and young professionals. Um, in terms of uh, your real estate career journey, um, well, how did that actually come about? What has been that progression?
2: Uh, well, I think for me to begin with, uh, my journey started um, um, some time, I think um, 2007, when I, I I had a friend who was um, a bookworm. So in one of his books, I uh, came across a book uh, by uh, Robert Kiyosaki called uh, Rich Dead Poor Dead. I think a lot of people are familiar with that book. So it's a tiny little book that just uh, tells a story about uh, this young man who had two dads, actually, and um, it, uh, it's a story that takes you through the journey of, um, I think, uh, uh, exploration in terms of uh, of how certain people live their lives. So the other dad was sort of like a freelance dad who liked taking uh, chances with life. Um, didn't have any restrictions in terms of uh, 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 of what he does in life he was just uh, an explorer actually so it it uh, it was an eye-opener for me and uh, it sort of uh, um, uh, like took me towards the property industry because of the I think uh, I was also just somebody who's been keen on on uh, properties at large so it it put me on a platform of wanting to find out a little bit more. And so then my journey began when I started just wanting to do my own research. And from there, I found myself actually now in the industry after maybe about two years after that. And um, it's been almost seven years in the industry now. And yeah, that's uh, that's typically how my journey started
0: we we said at the beginning of the discussion just before starting to talk to you that uh, you are award-winning and uh, it it sounds like uh, you know that small book by robert kiyosaki led you to getting some awards can you uh, tell us a little bit about that
2: well so i've been i've been working mainly in the Johannesburg uh, central market which is uh, specializing mainly in sectional titles so after, like um, you know, this game is a it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's an industry of time. So after having invested enough time in this uh, industry, I started getting my, um, my, 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 strategies right, and um, getting to know the market well is uh, it actually helped me to start reaping the full rewards of this industry. So over the last couple of years, it's, uh, I've been privileged enough to win a couple of awards for being a top sales agent in the region. Actually, so yeah, and um, I think it, it's a trajectory that uh, I, I can say that I've come a long way, and um, and, and now I'm at i at, pin- at the pinnacle of my career, and only good things are yet to come. Actually.
0: That sounds like a very positive outlook on life and your career so far and with that knowledge um in hand and that experience that you've had in the industry so far and the strategies that you've been able to develop would you say that this is a good time to be investing in uh, in the property market well that's an interesting question actually uh, that um i've heard people discuss that and
3: people are coming from different areas but uh some are just looking at the numbers and assuming that because maybe sales are on the
2: high, so then this is definitely a good time. I choose to 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 maybe, I, I'm in both, I'm in yes and no uh, um, The basis where I say that, yeah, for buyers, it's definitely a good time to, to, to purchase because we are looking at, um, um, uh, I think, a lower prices, um, lower interest rates, which is definitely a good time. But um, my philosophy around property has always been uh, long term. So sometimes, it, because of this COVID push, you could find that it is definitely pushed for properties to go on the law, but does not guarantee you that. Um, This is a best time to buy And guaranteeing you the future
3: But uh, if you have to look at numbers Definitely you are going to be spending Less than you would have spent the
2: last couple of years So I would say uh, Maybe uh, uh, It is definitely a good time To purchase
0: So if I'm a buyer This is a good time to be If I'm understanding you correctly If I'm a buyer then it's probably a good time to be in the market But if I'm a seller um, then i might not necessarily um get the get the best deal um for for some of the best deals of value for the properties that i have um on hand so with that in mind then how would you say your outlook is you know how long are we going to likely be in this uh, type of situation where in, where buyers are sort of uh, buyers sort of have more buying uh, bargaining power yeah, if I could say something like that. Yeah, I I think um it's I don't think it's gonna last that long because the other push is that
2: um, people are selling now because they've been uh, destabilized on their like rental incomes and the banks wanting their um, their their payments. A so few people are struggling, but um, the market is 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 coming back in quite strong. I feel that uh, this is not going to be
3: long lived because. As soon as uh, the market stabilizes, especially in,
2: um, in uh, various areas where people have also gone back to their jobs, once it stabilizes, some people are also now going to be holding on to their properties, and I think it's going to push the properties uh, 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 prices a little bit higher than it is now. So, yeah, I think it's not going to be long-lived.
0: And with all of that, uh, all of those factors um, that you're talking about, for yourself or your company, how have things actually gone by um, in the last maybe half year or so during these hard months um, of lockdown that have terrorized so many businesses? How um, has business been on your end? Business um,
2: has been actually... um Okay, it's starting to pick up we did take a, a a knock like anybody else actually at during especially during the the the, the high levels of um of lockdown um but uh, what happened is that i think it also created pressure for the last couple of months where we saw a lot of cells uh, actually going through um and also continuing to 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 there's a lot of um positive activity, especially on the sales side for now. But as a business, we did take a very uh, negative knock where we we we, we, we lost on, on numbers. But I think uh, with, uh, with uh, the low interest rates as well now, we're sort of now making up for the numbers. So we hope that uh, we're going to be finishing this year on a high. So I think uh, overall, we can say that it has actually been
0: a very decent year for the market, for the property industry, actually. You know, talking to some, some professionals in your industry and just thinking about uh, some of the trends that have happened due to COVID-19, such as working and learning from home. Um, you sort of get the sense that people are also restructuring their idea of where to live. You know, a lot of people think about, um, proximity to work and things like that. But now, if, if a lot of your professional class at least, um, have that option or flexibility to be working from home or remotely more, uh, nowadays, do you see those type of factors? I'm um, influencing uh, property sales in the areas that you have experience in, uh, because we, we've, we've heard that in some parts of the country, um, we're seeing movement towards maybe the coast, people leaving, leaving the city saying, I want to go live somewhere else, um, so that I, you know, get to enjoy the fresh open air. And then, you know, you then see maybe more properties being available in the city. Is that a, is that a trend that you are seeing as well?
2: Yeah, definitely, that is something we are seeing. Even though, like, um, our specialty has been on the residential uh, market. Whereby, uh, as compared to the commercial, I think commercial um, spaces have lost a bit of business just because people have actually gotten comfortable with the idea of working from home. And it is, it is actually something very doable, actually. So so in our, in our market, per se, we are actually not that much affected uh, because as long even as uh, people staying at home and working from home we are still okay because this is the market that we are here to serve but definitely i think um there's gonna be um i think we will we will definitely see the, the stats showing us uh, the, the, the actual result of uh, the effects of COVID in terms of people preferring to work from home in the long run. But, but as of now, definitely, yes, it, is, it has changed um, the structure of, of, of properties. People are starting to shift and be, be working more from home as it is doable. And I think that is a, a, a huge knock on the commercial side of, of properties.
0: And then the other one is just um it's just a follow-on I just thought about it now uh because earlier on you spoke uh, about uh the fact that right now you have buyers and sellers and buyers and sellers have been affected differently by the economy and they have uh, different places um in the market so maybe switching over to maybe the rental side of things um how do you see the dynamics between landlords and renters
2: well, you know, in, I think um, currently in a market like uh, CBD, Johannesburg CBD, where we are specializing in, with the recent uh, activity of, um, I think, buyers having to let go of their properties because of um, the, uh, the, the, the effects of COVID, I think what has happened is that we we are seeing obviously a lot of new players on the market who are coming um uh, with different strategies to try and combat for there's uh, this, things like uh, pandemics uh, uh, happening ever so i think uh going forward we are going to be having a, a much more um like say pandemic proof kind of strategies where should we have any other uh, uh, uh um maybe pandemics or economic uh, uh, uh negative factors I think pr- the property industry is definitely still going to thrive, and um, and uh, and uh, and uh, the relationships between the tenants and uh, and landlords per se, I think also will be. Uh, right now, it has actually been uh, been uh, been influenced now by the, the 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 pandemics, but only to 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 a place where I think they are going. It's going to be a uh, tailor made in such a way that. Should should anything go, uh, uh, should we have something similar to to, to this? Uh, maybe in the long run, I think there will be a bit of stabilization uh, uh, in the future. So I think uh, we are definitely looking at at uh, both parties being in a good space going forward, both the the, the tenant and the landlord.
0: And I guess coupled with that, um, you know, I'm very interested as we end off in our discussion. Um, you spoke about how a book, uh, in the form of rich dad, poor dad had sort of set you off the journey, um, of, uh, investing in real estate or at least being part of the market. And, uh, so I'm seeing a bit of a theme because we also had a bit of a book list at the start of the show as well. So for you, what type of, uh, you know, what type of reading materials, um, do you have, or would you recommend to someone who also wants to get into the market? I'm reading a variety of books, actually, now,
2: but the current uh, book that I'm reading is uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, I have also been busy with uh, um, uh, James Allen. Um, I don't know if you know some of these uh, authors. So there's a couple of books that I've actually been uh, reading, but my most previous is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I've also been uh, been reading um, um, a, a lady called Jane Sincero. She's um, she's a she magnificent books, uh, which says you're a badass. Um, sorry, my excuse my language there, but uh, yeah, there are a couple of books that are on the market. But my biggest uh, book of influence right now is Thinking, Grow Rich, uh, which is uh, quite an, an inspiration in even in the in the, the world of um, of uh, investment. Yeah.
0: No, I I agree with that one. I've also been through the that one. Napoleon Hill is a brilliant writer. Um, on that end, and then lastly um, the actual practical advice for people uh, that want to get into the market or that are that are you know hoping to you know get some good deals um, without being swindled or being taken advantage of um, what's your adv- what's your advice for them well I think uh, this is actually a very good time for
2: for um people to actually get on on board because it allows you um right now rentals have not really been affected that much so at least you uh you stand a chance to actually to make more as compared to the previous years so i think this is a a time where people can actually jump on board and uh, still being given a bit of flexibility to, to play around with, uh, with their numbers because it, it is uh, not as, as, as um, strict as before. So, so yeah, definitely I'd advise whoever is looking at, uh, at getting on board to say this is the best time for you to come, to come on board. There's a lot of um, um, young investors who have got some awesome, awesome ideas of uh, this industry, this whole market. And I think um, there's more support now, I think, from from every, from the, whole, the whole investment uh, 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 structure to come on board and, and play a part, because definitely uh, properties are the way to go. It's a long-term investment, which is guaranteed as uh, compared to other um, income-generating uh, 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 maybe effects that you can actually try out, eh?
0: So that's been us with Jabu Klaba, who is uh the head of sales for CIF properties in Johannesburg Central, um giving us some insight into what the property market is looking like right now, uh telling us about the fact that uh um robert kiyosaki's uh, rich dad poor dad was the book that actually set him down his journey um ending up in a position where he's been able to actually win some awards um as a top salesman in the region and he's just talking about the fact that uh time is a very important factor when it comes to investing in property because you gain experience you start understanding how the markets work and coming up and developing strategies uh, for winning in the market also just talking about uh, some of the dynamics um, between buyers and sellers um, renters and landlords and also just giving some advice about uh, some of the things that people should be looking out for for those that want to invest in property so that's been it on the other side of this. We continue with the show. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. COVID Biz Watch. On, on, on The Business Buzz. In our COVID Business Watch, we talk about how COVID-19 has impacted various businesses in and around South Africa. And for today, our producer Ntando uh, Klimba went out and spoke to Nailing Kosi who is um, the founder and owner of uh, Infinite Hair and Skin Goodness, a cosmetic and personal care business that supplies hair and skin products. Uh, she was answering the question given that you operate a non-essential business how did the lockdown restrictions affect your day-to-day operations what were some advantages of the lockdown what lessons have you learned uh, from operating your business during the lockdown here's what she had to say
3: i must say lockdown worked to my advantage because people had more disposable income they were not spending money on alcohol or entertainment therefore they were able to buy for from me I noticed that my sales spiked during lockdown. I was selling more than ever. And as the levels went down, it was decreasing from level 6, 5, four, three, two, 1, I was making less and less sales mm-hmm. to show that I made the most sales during the peak of lockdown. So lockdown worked in my advantage because... Everybody, absolutely everyone had money to buy. And you might be asking yourself, how was I selling when we were staying at home? Well, when I leave the house every day to buy bread or essentials, I would carry my bag that has my products, the skin care and hair care products. And on my way from the shops, I'd pass by my neighbors to give them the stock, and then the next day I'd collect money from them. And it was a risk that I took with the credit, however, a risk that it was worthwhile because every single customer paid. There was no one who said they didn't have money to pay. I would say some of the advantages of lockdown is that everybody got time to discover themselves and time to do the things that we've always been postponing. For my business, I had been postponing registering the business. I had been postponing registering a brand, printing stickers and printing pamphlets and having my own brand. All along, I was a distributor for somebody else. When lockdown hit, I decided to start buying in bulk and be a distributor for my own self and start being a stockist and have my own brand because I had learned how others do it. And so I I have been postponing. The knowledge was there, but i was postponing and now during lockdown i had no choice but to focus on myself on my goals and stop postponing start registering the business start branding the business start working on marketing it from a different angle and not the angle of those people i used to stock from I really, really saw that most people did the same. Some people discovered their cooking talents and most people started cooking businesses and food businesses. And I really found that lockdown worked to our advantage when it comes to self-discovery. The lessons I learned from operating my business during lockdown was how to perfect my business, how to Mm -hmm. embrace the spirit of excellence in my business. Because every time we sell, we sell as a means to an end. But I said to myself, I am selling a service as well as products. Therefore, how do I perfect my service so that I have repeat customers, so that I have uh, references, word-of-mouth references? So how did lockdown help me to do that? It gave me time to research And find out, how do others do it? For example, how can I get my product to look neat and to be soft to the hand and to to be a great experience to the customer without having industrial machinery? Then I learned that I could use baking tools to whip my, my shea butter and make sure that the customer will enjoy it as much as they enjoy the industrial product. And they, ca- they should not be able to tell that I whipped the butter from home. The experience should just be seamless. So those are one just maybe one of the lessons that I learned uh, through operating my business during lockdown. I learned how to perfect the presentation of the product and how to work on the service most of all. Because service will lead to repeat customers and as different brands, we can sell the same product. However, what differentiates us is the service.
0: COVID BizWatch, COVID BizWatch. On, on the business Buzz. More justice on the business bars. Welcome back to the business buzz. We are continuing our conversation just around uh, investing in property. And uh, right now, we're going to actually talk about what it means to actually invest and how you uh, can perhaps get into um, property investments. And to help us to, you know, give us some insights on that front and uh, the type of service they're providing, we're joined by Andele Fulane, who is uh, the CEO of FutureFin, a fintech startup uh, that is is uh, doing some uh, alternative uh, property finance, and that is a platform. Um, Andelek, greetings to you. Greetings, my brother. Uh, Thanks for
4: having me.
0: Thank you for joining us and uh, sharing your expertise. I think uh, a good place for us to start, uh, we've been asking our our experts on the show, is uh, just your journey in terms of um, property invest, uh, because you are a property investor. So in terms of your journey, um, how did you get started and uh, where are you at now?
4: Yeah, um I, mean, I think uh, most of us obviously started with the excitement of reading The Rich Bad Poor Dad, you know, the classic book, that um, <laughs> everyone or any type of guy or person wants to get into property investing Reads, So we started like that. Um, and I should say we were a bit ignorant of, uh, you know, the dynamics in South Africa and a whole lot of other things that are not covered in the book. Because, I mean... Uh, You know, I always say that, uh, you know, property investing is like running a business. There's quite a whole lot. Uh, They don't tell you on how to invest. I mean, how to market and find good tenants and how to screen and all those things. You know, those details are not covered extensively in the book. So we made a whole lot of mistakes, but we started around 2009. I was still employed there. So, uh, um, you know, the property market actually taught me to be the entrepreneur that I am now. Yeah, so we've written all the the waves in the economy and uh, yeah, here we are. Um, We've done so well so far. I think um, as a portfolio manager of our property investment, um, we've reached about 120% uh, return on investment. So I think we, we had an opportunity to learn and correct some mistakes.
0: I like the fact that uh, you started off by talking about how your journey actually started with Rich Dad Poor Dad because interestingly, our previous guest also, also got into property, into the property market for for uh you know through reading rich dad poor dad so that really seems to be some type of a theme um that reading rich that poor dad gets a lot of people onto that journey um of uh, property investing so in terms of that then you know where you are now you said that you have experienced uh, success, uh some success um in the business how have certain how have current trends and especially covid-19 um affected your investments in that market
4: well, we were very fortunate that uh, we had already liquidated some of our residential properties, in, uh, you know, just before COVID nineteen actually hit. Um, it, because we are actually looking at going into commercial. Uh, we are looking at getting into like blocks, um, you know, blocks of flats and so forth. So, you know, we were we were very fortunate. As <laughs> should, t- I should t- they tell, they tell them tell you that investing at some stage is about luck. We never foresaw this happening. But um, we liquidated, uh, so now we're sitting with a pile of cash, and we're still looking for opportunities. There's plenty uh, of opportunities because this is a bias market. It's been a bias market for quite a long time, um, but yeah, we're talking to a few people. Um, I run a podcast of uh, property investing as well, so that also you know, helps me to network with people in high places who are running REITs, you know, companies that are, uh, you know, property funds that are listed on the JSE. And I'm learning quite a lot, so I'm taking my time. It's still a bias market. It's going to be a bias market for quite some time, um, you know, just to make calculated risks um, or assessments before we jump in. But by the time we jump in, I mean we are in it for the long haul. But yeah, now the, the market is is lucrative if you if you want to get in if you know what you are doing.
0: You know, one of the things I appreciate the most about what you've just said is, um, you know, in psychology they talk about the fact that um when it comes to success people tend to have an egocentric view of their success but you 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 have just admitted that you guys were lucky that you were that you were able to liquidate uh, your positions before the before the market turned and you'd have been in that seller position which is unenviable at the moment um so with that in mind um how are you maybe thinking you know, between the two, between residential and commercial, because um, the 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 property market has had um, different impacts on the two. Yeah, so I mean, commercial. You should look at where
4: you are. You are actually investing. Um, so if you're going commercial, you I mean, you are definitely not going into the metros because the metros have been hardly hit. I mean, uh, you know, if you look at the new tenants in the commercial space, like say, like retail malls, uh, you know, the doctors, for instance, are the ones that are actually occupying those, um, you know, those shops in the retail market and they are, and they are, and they are discounting, their rent, rentals are actually discounted significantly because, you know, these malls need to keep afloat. Um, some of the big shops are actually being closed down. I mean, look at Edgar's, one of the biggest retail tenants um, closing shop. Which means, you know, the footprint in the mall. You're not even talking about the actual shop itself. The footprint that comes into the, mall, into the mall. So that that impact is actually turned things around upside down, and not only in South Africa, around the around the world. Um, and and this multiplied by the fact that the world is going online. So retail space has been badly affected for a number of years. And some people have been stubborn and they have lost a lot of money um, in the process. So we, when we go uh, commercial, we're definitely looking at township. I'm a big advocate for uh, you know um, township property investing. I think there's huge opportunities there that no one is seeing. Um, you know, just by inherently the property market in um, in um, or the economy in uh, in um, in townships is is very slow to adapt to certain changes. So the retail malls. Um, uh, in townships are still going to do well for a very long time. We don't have the kind of network and towers that would make it lucrative for people to actually start shopping online. There's lesser trust, there's lesser uh, technology penetration, uh, mobile usage, people are still using your GSM. You know, so a whole lot of dynamics are actually making, making the, the, the malls in townships to be still lucrative. But you're not only looking at that. You're looking at a at at block of flats. There's a lot of incentives and support from the government in building residential properties in townships. So that's the space that we are
0: looking at. And for others that are actually trying to also get into the market and perhaps re- replicate some of your success or also get into a position where they are considering some of the properties that you are, you have a fintech startup called, uh, uh, I have to pronounce it, is it Maniac? Um, that uh, is an alternative uh, property financing platform uh, for low-to-middle-income low to, in- uh, low to middle income families uh, that you guys have. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And did I pronounce it correctly?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, no, so we, we've, uh, we've changed. Our training name is Future Fin now. Um, but Future Fin, uh, yeah, we, there's, there's a company that we actually partnered with, uh, which is called uh, Dealer Fest. You're still in talks with them. Um, in terms of, you know, when people are, you know, backyard rooms, uh, we are able to build bigger rooms and share the, the, the profits with the with the bigger room um you know the, the, the land owner for instance you know uh if you know the old keys in bramptisha huge yards um so way to is a very lucrative market but those people are sitting there they've got title deeds. But they are, they are poor, you know. So so in, in trying to combat that, that we are partnering with these guys to build, um, you know, backyard rooms and be able to then we'll get the public people want to invest, they invest with us, and we are able to share the profits with the with the land owner, you know. So that's one aspect of it. Uh, but what Futurefin is actually doing is co- is bringing uh, alternative financing, you know, generally. Uh, through uh, um, the group, we've been you know, part of um, financial literacy and financial education for quite a long time. So you know how discriminative the system is. Basically, if you're earning lower, although the government say they'll, they'll give you a subsidy to actually access affordable housing or social housing, it's impossible. You know, it's, it's impossible. And I had an interview with them, with the Department of Human Settlement talking about this dynamic that there's money that, that, that's available for people to access social housing. From the government, but you need to be approved by the bank, and for you to be approved by the bank as someone who earns about, like, say, three thousand five hundred to about, let's say, thirteen thousand or so, they call them the missing middle. You're talking about three million people that have bad credit scores, just naturally because they are low earning, because it's, and it's impossible for those people to actually improve their credit score because they don't have a lump sum, they don't have the social capital and ankle that can help them to pay off their debts and clean out their credit reports so, it, it, so these people are excluded from accessing the bond. They can't get an RDT, and they can't get the subsidy. So the alternative the alternative financing comes in the form of secured savings. So we help you to passively save, and after saving, then we give you a micro loan that you can uh, then start building your own house. So the the, the government has actually put land parcels aside. Um, so instead of getting an RPT, you can actually get a land parcel for this missing missile. Land parcel and then you build on your own. So those are the kind of partnerships and the gap that we are closing in the market uh, with the platform
0: as an investor yourself and because you have created this platform um and actually giving people access to some of uh, you know some of this land the property and you know sharing profits all of that how how are you thinking or how do you see property as an investment class right now i guess g- given um how hard things are for for ordinary South Africans right now, um, there are a number of things that someone who happens to do, to to actually do have money and uh, is thinking about where to actually put it you know how uh, or how is property as as an asset class? is this something that some someone can get into and get a quick return, or is this more for people that are looking to get in and maybe keep for a long time more um a long term view? No, definitely. Property, I mean,
4: unless you are speculating and buying uh, using fabish and, and, and sell, uh, it's a very cost, it's a very highly capital intensive, um, you know, uh, type of an asset class, especially when you're buying physical, because when you're talking Greece, you're talking properties that are listed, then you can contribute as little as uh, uh, 200 grand, you know, buying Greece uh, through a unit trust. Um, but that's the model that we're actually trying to create as well, that people can actually contribute a small amount of money and then they get to own a unitized amount of the property. But to answer your question, directly, this is a long term game for everyone. You'll start seeing returns of 11, 12% within about three to five years. Otherwise, in the short term, you know, there's a lot of um, volatility um, that Makes it, it's not good to actually pull out in the short term, you know, so we are playing a long-term game, whether uh, uh, through the platform or through uh, investing uh, with the people uh, in the backyard room business. It, it, it's, a, it's a long-term game. That's how you need to perceive it. And, and and you're entering low. So the market is low now. It's a buyer's market. It's a good market to actually enter. And then you, you, you'll you be able to reap your rewards a, a bit later.
0: For those people that do want to get in right now, someone has never invested in a property, has never done this before. Um, What's your advice in terms of getting in the entry? Uh, because it sounds like someone could use a platform like yours um to actually get into it. At the same time, you spoke about your own journey, starting off with a book like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. and um, With the way that things are going now, what's a good starting point for a normal retail investor?
4: Uh, educate, educate yourself. Right? I think that's uh, that's the best. Invest in yourself. Um, that's the best that you can actually do. It, it's worth more than anything else because the mistakes are fatal. Right? Um, if you if you make a mistake, um, if you if you raise a bond, for instance, of five hundred k and you're unable to pay it, and it messes up your name, and to recover from that is just you know it's a, it's a big push. So educate yourself. We've got some courses with uh, Finlight, uh, my financial education business. Um, you know, for property invest, for beginner property investing. Uh, you know, it takes about two weeks, and you get an online course, and you can be able to take the course and you know, and uh, and get. Um, we are partnered with some uh, property investment mentors as well. Invest in that sense, and it will it will cost you way lesser and benefit you you know, in the, in, the, in the long term, you know. So that's, that's I, I would say uh, people shouldn't start like me. They shouldn't reach, reach, get toward it and think that they are ready to actually make such a, a commitment, <laughs> you know. Unless they want to be passive and invest through a uh, unit trust and, and, and some other form. But if you want to invest directly, you know that you are your own portfolio manager. You need to do the analysis and see if it's a good deal, develop a strategy, money tenants, you know, negotiate contracts, It's a, it's a whole lot of work, you know, that you need to equip yourself for first.
0: I can imagine. And I guess, you know, continuing this theme of uh, books, yes, we 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 accept that reading Rich Dad is not going to, you know, make someone fully understand all that goes into the market. But are there any other books? Because it seems books seem to be, you know, quite a, a running theme on this show for today. Um, Are there any books that you can recommend either on just general investing or specifically property investing that you'd recommend? I'm quite technical, so the books that I, I read—I mean, there's,
4: there's a, a Warren Buffett's books about investing. Generally, that's where I get my fundamental uh, investing principles: of invest long term, invest in something that you understand, invest in something that you love. You know, so most of Warren Buffett's books are my key um, books to actually run into. There's been other authors in South Africa. I mean, guys can Google. Um, there's been other authors that have, have, have written books, but I, I come from a a world of investing. I may you know I've, I've I've been an investment professional, um, so yeah. I mean they they, they can read. Roughly, oh, just follow our Buffett and 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 watch his videos about investing in general. I also invest in equity, so property is is part of my portfolio. And other guys are comfortable with Bitcoin. Uh, I'm not that comfortable yet, you know, so invest in something that you know, that you love, that you know that, you know, you can, you can ride the waves in the long term with. So that, that would be just my advice. But information is there, it's available, it's free.
0: Invest in something that you know, investing, invest in something that you love and educate yourself. Um, that's the message coming from Andele Fulane, who is uh, the CEO of Futurefin, giving us some insight into his own property investing journey and the platform um, that they have, Futurefin, that is actually helping uh, people to actually get into the market and uh, providing alternative uh, financing and also um, just helping to um, uh, develop uh, some of the areas he said. Is that he's passionate about uh, you know investing in um, investing in the township and he was saying that uh, you know they were lucky uh, that before the lockdown actually hit they were able to liquidate and uh, so at the moment they are actively looking for places to put their money on the other side of this we come to the end of the show you to the business bus Thank you so much to our amazing guests Thank you to Andele and Jawu for sharing their insights um, With all of us just around property investing I think it's quite uh, evident that um, From our experts and their sentiments That our property is probably a good investment class uh, To be getting into right now But I like what uh, Andile was saying um, at the end there, Just that this is a long term game This is not something that's just going to bear fruit um, In the in the in the short term this is something that you know over time is actually going to help you to do things so you know very good on that end also just some insights into what the property market is looking like both Andile and Jabu are telling us the fact that this is a buyer's market so if you do have money on hand or if you come together with a group of people to invest in property this might be a good time for you and it seems that uh, the one set of people that have been suffering quite a bit are sellers at the moment, which is why I guess people say it is a long-term game. You should be able to weather out some of these storms, and uh, perhaps hold on to your property until those property prices improve over time and let um, the value of your investment grow. So that's been it Thank you so much to everyone who was listening. Uh, thank you um, as I said for everyone who's been engaging we can continue the discussion on social media on facebook we have VFM, that's voice of fits our other facebook pages Viz radio academy and then on twitter we're hashtag uh, hashtag business buzz and you can find us at vile fm remember that you can find us on iono.fm all our podcasts are there and uh, all our other content is available on viz.journalism.co.za forward slash business so with that we've come to the end of uh, today's show Thank you to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kutlanos Rame, together with our executive producer, Glory Mabuza. And we've also got our producers, that's Slin Musibi and Tandru Quimba, together with uh, Simbarashe Honde. Don't miss the business, but same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Don't turn that down. We've got some great content coming up on the VOW FM lineup. So for myself, Mdion Mob Justice, and the rest of the team, it is... Take care. The business buzz, business buzz. buzz. with Mudiva Mopchestus Kabaza. The business buzz podcast.